Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 57 for the 21st of September 2007. So Ian, how's it going? It's going very well, James, and we're in the same country today for couch number 57, but not in the same place. Well, you can't have it all, can you? Exactly. So, um, it's couch number 57. And we have stacks of news, as usual, covering all sorts of things from UK news, international news. Content delivery, bit of mobile. You know, IPTV, gaming, and other crazy stuff. Indeed. So, it's all, all go, indeed, here on the couch with us, Very Ian exciting. and James. <laughs> so we've got uh, some interesting UK news this week as digital television sweeps the United Kingdom. Indeed, as it's uh, sweeping around a lot of places. I heard even um, Andorra's switching off soon. But uh, Andorra? More of that another time when mm-hmm. we know more about it. <laughs> so we've got Ofcom saying that uh, digital TV is in 85% of all homes in the UK as the switchover starts. Uh, now... A lot of that has to do with the fact that Sky has very high penetration in uh, the UK, but also the fact that Freeview sold 1.9 million devices during the quarter. In the last quarter. Do you think they kind of aggregate this? I mean, I, I've bought, I think, probably four Freeview devices. <laughs> well, yeah. Does that mean I'm four households? Or do they? I mean, I know you have to fill in a form and say where you live because obviously the TV license here gets you in the UK, but. Uh, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just statistics, isn't it? No, well, it's the the term digital television household is defined by the kind of digital service viewed on the household's primary television set. Okay, fair enough. You got me there, Ian. There we go. <laughs> there um, go. So according to them, uh, the UK is at 85% digital penetration of some sort or other. That includes uh, Freeview, Sky, Cable, but doesn't include IPTV stuff like BT Vision as yet. Well, that's not exactly a million households yet, is it? I mean, the, oh, the no. best estimates there. A bit more of that later, but the best estimates there are, I think, around 40k at the moment oh, in the not UK. Too bad. It's more than it was. Not too bad. Last time. Yeah. Indeed. Um, other news in the UK is Sky, which is the dominant satellite platform, I guess, in the mm-hmm. UK, has now got um, enough PVRs or enough. They seem to be revamping their red button service, and red button is the name given to the the interactive stuff there where they seem to be drastically reducing the price of doing interactive advertising. And not only that, they're offering, as well as like one-tenth of the cost, the ability to do um, video-based advertising. It wasn't clear to me if that's going to be using the, the PVRs or the Sky Plus, or mm-hmm. whether that's simply um, the ability to transmit additional video, which you can then link to as part of an interactive application. Any right. thoughts on that, Ian? Um, I expect it's just a separate channel that you go to to get further information so you can watch apparently up to 12 minutes of long-form video content. Um, right. I mean, and also they're actually changing the whole kind of way. They just seem to be really kind of trying to ramp up the interactive ad stuff. Yeah. Um, which, able to. And, and dropping the price. I mean, it's not clear to me if you still have to pay, presumably, to produce the video and get the video broadcast as well. But uh, mm, probably um, major changes are put there. Um, there's a quite interesting statistics in that article as well that you'll find in the show notes about um, the percentage of people that interact and how long they interact for. It's like 130 seconds, I seem to recall, something like that. It's not bad to get someone watching 130 seconds worth of your advertising. 
Like normally, mm. you know, 30 seconds. If you get, get them for the whole 30 seconds, they're doing well, but you've actually engaged them for another 132 seconds. And of course, and if you've actively kind of clicked on it, it's like a click through on a website. So yeah. you've actually chosen to interact. So it's probably a lot more value for the advertiser. Mm, absolutely. Um, so um, moving on to international news. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of a TiVo and replay kind of thing. Um, those of you who listen to us know that we talk about TiVo quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they just launched the, was it the HD Series 3 product. Um, now it seems they're selling themselves again. Well, they're trying they to raise $100 million in debt securities. Yeah, and it, I, I looked at that and it said, you know, what are they going to do with the money? It looks like they're just going to pay the wages of the staff. <laughs> <laughs> Which may include funding research, sales and marketing, capital expenditure or reducing debt. <laughs> they're doing everything like they can. <laughs> paying the bills. Um, right. Good luck to them, that's what I say. Um, and another sort of blast from the past is Replay TV. And, and those of you who remember the first PVRs, Replay was right up there with TiVo, mm. but appeared to kind of lose the race. I don't know whether it was on intellectual property or what happened, mm. uh, but they've announced uh, they kind of moved into the PC domain and they've announced uh, a new thing there. Do you have the details of that, Ian? Oh, okay, I didn't realise it was PC. I see. Okay, so yeah. it's your pause live TV, rewind, skip ahead, find and record your favourite programmes on your TV with the living room quality, ease, and reliability. Uh, and you can mm. sit back with the included remote control. So it's like a media centre viewport or something. Yes, you can sit back with your included remote control, lean forward with your mouse or keyboard. Um, and I think, I mean, the the, uh, the article we've got, I think, comes straight from the press release because there's just too many exclamation marks here for a normal, <laughs> normal piece of edited writing. But... Um, yeah, so it's essentially you buy the you buy a USB two ATSC slash NTSC hybrid tuner, HD antenna, remote control, USB cable, CD quick start guide, and one year of replay TV EPG service. So after that, you pay nineteen ninety five a year for the EPG service. So that's where they get their okay. recurring. Sounds like the, the sort of a bundle of apps that I got when I bought my kind of one of my DVBT or Freeview yeah. memory stick things here in the UK. It came yeah, with a, exactly. an EPG download service and. Uh, but the PVR stuff kind of came for free. It wasn't replay branded or anything. Yeah, but this is the replay TV with their specially magic, easy to use EPG software. Yeah, digital time warp patents, or perhaps that's the uh, the TiVo mm-hmm. guys. I'm not sure. It's selling for um, ninety nine ninety five. I wonder if they'll have to sell a bit more of themselves as well. I think they probably will. It's interesting, actually. I, <laughs> I learned quite a lot in the states about the way uh, the different consumer models work there, and everything seems to be either $1 per something or other or $100 per something or other. And if you hit the magic $100 mark or two ninety nine mark at the most, then, then you normally sell a lot of something if it's a popular thing. So, It's like the sweet spot in the consumer domain, is Apparently it? Apparently yeah. so. The, the classic one used to be the VCR, didn't it? What's the VCR breakpoint? When did VCRs take off? When they dipped below the £100, $100 mark? Then yep, exactly. It became kind of supermarket opportunistic purchases, let's say. All very interesting. Um... Things are afoot in the content world as well, aren't they? What's, yeah, uh, we've got an article here about how consumers are confused by HD. Now it starts off saying, if you've bought an HD TV but aren't even considering buying a high-definition disc player anytime soon, you're not alone. A report by a US market watcher, NPD Group, has revealed that consumers are still utterly confused by the HD message and are mostly more than happy with the traditional DVD format. So do you well, we've talked about this quite a few reckon? times, haven't we, about how people are confused about what is HD and... Hmm. They think they've got a big TV, so they think they're watching HD. Or even in the UK market, where we've got different labels on products, we've got mm-hmm. sort of 
HD ready, um, full HD, all sorts of things. I mean, as a, your average consumer, doesn't really mm. stand a hope. No, and um, indeed, I think you know, with the, the amount of panels that are being still being sold and have been sold, that you know only have what thirteen sixty six by eight hundred pixels or something, which isn't even true HD resolution. Uh, yeah. You know, when they plug it into HD, they go, well, you know, it's a little bit better, but it's, of course, it's not going to be twice the quality because <laughs> it doesn't have quite, it's not quite the pixels. So. Yeah, and then you've got issues with, you know, HDMI connections. You've mm-hmm. got different versions of HDMI, which may or may not be supported, and new things like the HDMI CEC, which is Consumer Electronic Control. Mm. Um, you know, who's going to support these things? Now are they going to be interoperable? It doesn't seem like, yeah. you know, uh, the lowest common denominator is probably going to be the thing that rises to the top. But if a consumer can't tell the difference between a 720p broadcast and a DVD, exactly, why bother? It's pretty tricky. Well, <laughs> why bother? Except it's you know people want to, are fueling the landfill of all these CRT monitors. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, there's a big advantage in terms of the size and the space and so on. But uh, I free cycled my last CRT monitor. You know, this thing in the I don't know if you've seen it. Something like a Yahoo group where you just say I've got this to give away. Right. It was a, um, a portable TV set that I had for 10 years. I didn't want it anymore. And mm-hmm. Put it on the internet on FreeCycle. Within um, 10 minutes, someone had just phoned me up and said, hey, can I have this? My son's TV they were playing the Xbox on died. Can I uh, Can I have that one? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. Fantastic. That's um, good. Quite easy to do. Avoid the landfill. There we go. Um, other stuff here is about NBC, and, and there's a bit of saber-rattling going on with iTunes at the moment. I guess the the companies that put their content onto iTunes have mm-hmm. started sort of realizing that if all the power goes into Mr. Jobs's hands, then uh, that doesn't give them much of a negotiating tactic. That's um, true. And NBC, I think I've heard some stuff about some people offering content for free on iTunes as well. Um, oh, really? And I, I don't know if this that. NBC strategy, but what I saw about this NBC strategy was that they're going to offer shows for direct download from their site, and clearly it's probably only if you're in the US and other growing mm-hmm. from us UK people. Yep. But apparently they still have some kind of DRM. Um, you can't fast forward through the, uh, the commercials, and right. apparently they'll they'll self-destruct after one week. Right. So, um, but it's it free. Maybe free, but it ain't free as in free beer. Yes. Um, okay, so that explains what their you know what their strategy was after pulling out of iTunes, and I mean they've got all this great content. I guess that they're then looking to leverage that on their own as opposed to uh, going with someone else. Yeah, I think that's pretty much uh, what people do. They're trying to you know disintermediate, cut out the middleman, mm. and go direct. But um, quite, I mean, I don't know if they're putting special ads in there, or whether the, the regular ones who get the show sponsorship, because it, you know until they get an audience, they can't really yes. differentiate on the the ads either. Well, you can't so. have to have a national sort of ad branding. You wouldn't be any you know any point advertising a local service there, would there? Mm. Well, except, you know, they could GOIP you, know who you are, package it up and send it to you. True. True. Um, who knows? I mean, the DRM stuff there, again, they could be doing some kind of watermarking. It doesn't say the resolution of the service either. So they mm. could be finding out who you are, sending it just for you, watermarking it for you, giving right. you ads just for you. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, it, who's going to do the first video rootkit? It's going to happen, isn't it? Someone's <laughs> gonna... Well, yeah, it's already happened for other services, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, it's happened on audio, that's for sure, isn't it? Mm. So uh, whether that's, you know, iTunes sneaking in some uh, some data about what you're actually, um, you know, your, your name into the content you're downloading, mm. um, or uh, Sony doing the nasty rootkit thing. So very interesting. interesting. All right. So now, you've been on... shopping for mobile phones, haven't you? All right, you know, I 
I picked you up a, an iPhone when I was in Atlanta Ooh. last week. But I haven't got it yet. That's the most frustrating thing. <laughs> so you'll uh, you'll have to play with that early next week and let me know what you think. Yeah, I'm doing my research on how to uh, do the old activation and unlock so I can use that over here in the UK. Fantastic. doesn't look too difficult mm-hmm. at the moment, but uh, pending, obviously, uh, whatever uh, Apple comes out with a new firmware update. But uh, we shall see what transpires there. Hopefully, I'll have that up and running by uh, the next podcast. And Fantastic. Because, of, of course, you could delete. wait till November 9 and pay more for your iPhone and <laughs> have it running on O2 over here if you wanted to. Yeah, but that wouldn't really work for me, unfortunately, because uh, there's no O2 reception where I live. So, mm. not good. Uh, yeah, so O2's got the the iPhone here in the UK, and rumour has it they just kind of rolled over and said, yeah, Apple will give you 40% of all the revenue. Um, I, I did actually watch it? a bit of the, the webcast, um, and Steve Jobs, uh, it seems like the whole Apple crew came over to Europe, mm. but I, I guess they're on a, a little sort of European tour, because they didn't just announce uh, UK, mm-hmm. they also announced, uh, I think, um, Orange in France today, and was it T-Mobile oh. in Germany? Yeah, it was T-Mobile in Germany, that's right. Yeah, they picked um, different operators just about everywhere. Yeah, and another interesting um, uh, comment. You know Stephen Fry, the sort of English sort of comic mm-hmm. actor. Yeah, he's done a great. So he just started a blog, which he put up a post, which he apparently he wrote nearly six thousand words on his iPhone. As he a blog post about his iPhone, iPhone or on his iPhone? No, no, he was just generally talking about smartphones and how apparently I didn't know he's a real gadget freak, <laughs> and he's got pretty much you know, every right. smartphone he's had, uh-huh. and he he wasn't saying the iPhone was perfect, but he was saying it's it's pretty damn good. Wow, um, it's well worth a read, and we'll try and stick a link in the show notes for that. The site was actually down, I guess, because too many people have been trying to look at it. Um, <laughs> Because it's only his, his third post or something. Mm. Or maybe even his first post, I think. Mm. Um, just a little WordPress blog. But um, he, he's apparently he's able to use it in the UK because he's got a, a US green card or something. So right. And obviously he's incredibly rich, so he just he's basically roaming in the UK. Right, because... And he managed to convince them that as he was a celebrity or something, he should be allowed to roam because apparently in the US they're not allowing... AT&T customers to roam on the iPhone. What? That's um, ridiculous. What are all the people that travel overseas and well, can't use their phone? Yeah, well, I also, um, whilst finding out how to, to unlock my uh, pending iPhone, mm-hmm. apparently some guy went on a holiday to Thailand and um, just checking his email, he ran up a $1,000 bill. Oh. But he didn't He didn't know because it was a push email thing. Because <laughs> obviously the all-you-can-eat package only applies to the uh, while you're in the US. <laughs> so he went on holiday and uh, massive bill when he came home for the data roaming. Ooh, so, uh, that's got to hurt. Turn it into flight mode when you travel. <laughs> that's right. Quite, quite cool. Very cool. Um, I look forward to hearing about that. But uh, you've got some, an update on your BT Vision service. How's that going? Well, I haven't watched it. I, did, I was actually going to watch it the other day when I got this mysterious email from BT telling me, oh, we are, it was all like... We are updating your service. Uh, by the way, you can't use it for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, what? Really? And it was all going, you should be able to still watch the recordings you've made. Um, all sorts of um, bizarre things in there. But, I mean, it's a real kind of double-plus good customer service email telling you that right. they'll be improving it. But it doesn't seem to they haven't added any major features or anything. Um, hmm. Maybe they just made it more reliable than actually work. Yeah. Maybe they just tested the software. Yeah. Um, hmm. So I, I'm not, I mean, that doesn't, 
again, if I was paying for it, I would have dropped it like a hot potato a long time ago. Mm. Um, they haven't noticed any actual changes in the way it works or anything? No, I mean, to be honest, I haven't had a, a major play with it or anything. But, okay. um, we'll, Maybe we can get we'll an update see. on that next week when you've you met the old uh, once over. Yes, indeedy. Um, also a bit of news from Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, Fastweb, who is was I think is probably Europe now, probably eclipsed now by the French uh, IPTV operators, but was originally mm-hmm. Europe and indeed the world's largest IPTV um, service, has decided to kind of unbundle the TV. Previously, it came as a kind of a, a freebie with the broadband and telephony, right. but they've now decided to offer it separately, so you can just take TV from them. Okay. Um, for I think it's twenty euros or. Uh, basic package and then you can upgrade to um the the, the soccer and all that kind of stuff uh, mm-hmm. for an extra 24 euros well, that's cool um so uh, but apparently there's a lot of competition coming up in the market in in the tv right. market in italy because they're also going through a, an analog tv kind of switch off and lots of uh, liberalization of the um the rights and stuff there so mm-hmm. one to watch see if that uh, mm. changes things very interesting um, so gaming, uh, I think the, the big news for me was certainly um, Star Wars comes to the Wii. Indeed. And for real, the uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed uh, by LucasArts will be released early next year on all the uh, all the major platforms, including the Wii. You can finally use your Wiimote as a lightsaber, including um, the fact that, of course, because the Wiimote has an, a speaker in it, um, you'll be able it to get all those sound effects and all that sort of stuff as you move it around, so... Apparently, there's an application you can get for your iPhone that does the same. <laughs> uses the uses the accelerometers in there to uh, make your iPhone go whoosh whoosh when you move it around. Fantastic! Um, That's very exciting. So, when, when was that? What's the date for that one again? Ian? So early early next year, they reckon. Oh, okay, so Post-break. in time for not Christmas. Mm-hmm. We've got some interesting stats as well on the the games that have been sold over the last uh, week, and um, what's fascinating for me, I think, is that. Despite everything, Wii Sports is still the number one title, having sold 93,000 copies in the US uh, last week. But is week. that sold or that's bundled, right, with a console? You uh, not in the US, you have Wii to Sports. buy it separately. Ah, okay. Uh, in the UK it's bundled, and I think in Japan it's not bundled either. It's only bundled in, in the UK. Uh, right. And it's still sold 93,000 copies, and it's been in the charts for 43 weeks. Uh, Bioshock's wow. doing pretty well. It's number two. There's a new game from Sony out called Heavenly Sword. Uh, Metro Prime, Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. Any PS2 titles in there? Because, I mean, everyone talks about the next-gen consoles, but PS2 is still doing pretty well, right? PS2 is doing pretty well, but PS2 finally pops out at uh, number 12 with Guitar Hero 2, okay, followed by that. Madden NFL 08. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I think uh, you are, yeah. And uh, number 18, Guitar Hero Encore. So, really, Guitar Hero <laughs> is still selling the... Uh, the uh, oh, PS2. Yeah. That's the expansion pack, I think, the Encore. Right. Um, but I'm still fascinated by the fact that, you know, hardware-wise, um, in the last week... We rocks. The PS2 sold 54,000 consoles. Mm. Uh, PSP sold 67,000 consoles. And the DS, little Nintendo, cons- you know, handheld console, yeah, yeah. sold 102,000. Not bad wow. for a week, hey? And I mean, the DS is the same price, basically, as the PS2 now, isn't it? About 100 US. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, but obviously, you can carry it around. That's right. And the Wii's at 93,000 for the week. So, still going very strong. I mean, I guess the, the message here is that, you know, the gaming industry is very healthy. 
All these next-gen consoles are one form or another doing pretty well, except for the PS3, which is, you know, selling 30,000 consoles mm. a month. That's, you know, not bad, considering yeah, and, there must be a big profit um, the, margin there for Sony. Well, you'd think it was a big profit margin, but I know they delayed uh, the, the PlayStation Home, the service we were looking forward to with this kind of yes. virtual world environment, um, has been delayed until next spring, or this, you know, 2008 anyway. That's a shame. That was going to be their whole kind of shopping and yeah, the community thing, you know, baby. But they were saying, oh, it's got to be seamless to work across all the the Asia, Europe, um, and right. North American markets, and they've got to get it right. But uh, oh, again, not 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 good news for Sony. I mean, no, I mean they did uh, promise the date, and then then they slipped on it. So it's um, it's a bit disappointing. Mm. I mean, I guess so. we had that exciting news about the the Sony Play TV, the the. Uh, USB TV adapter stuff. So, and I'm really looking forward still for the the video camera that's going to come out, and apparently it's got a directional microphones and all this kind of stuff. Mm. So uh, that's going to be very cool. Hmm. Mm. Coming soon. Keep on gaming. So you had some uh, other crazy stuff in the other category here. Do you want to? <laughs> well, one kind of wacky gadget I saw was a um, like a thing called Headplay, which is a like a personal cinema, but it seems a bit more, it's basically a display, but it seems to be basically like a media center PC, mm-hmm. which you wear on your head. Um, cause right. it's got Wi-Fi connections and all this kind of stuff, but it simulates yeah. a 60 inch screen. Okay. So um, it kind of sits in front of your eyes as well. And yeah, looks like, so um, it's, um, it's like a visor, I suppose, uh-huh. but it's not just simply a display. It's actually deals with the, um, the streaming media connections as well. Mm-hmm. So you can actually, um, I guess, sit there and, and, and vomit in your own lap or something. <laughs> um, I don't know how that's going to work, but uh, you know, for six hundred bucks, it can be yours. Um, Fantastic. I, mean, I guess you've seen those small, more kind of um, like very small specs that you can wear, and they do a like basically a VGA or XGA display, yeah. which um, looks pretty good. But this is kind of one more, I suppose. Okay, um, so it's better resolution, is it? Yeah, I mean, have a look at the link in the show notes and, and mm. see what you think. Um, the other kind of other stuff, um, a new player has appeared on the virtual world stuff, right. um, which is looking uh, a company called Area E, Area mm-hmm. E.net, has come out with a MetaPlace, um, which allegedly is a sort of a browser friendly, I guess it uses a plugin or flash to render um, a virtual world, which meaning that okay. anyone can set up their own virtual world and it's very scalable and better. Um, Remains to see what's actually going on. I haven't signed up for it. I'm not sure you can. I think they just announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, but either they're just looking to sort of cash in on the uh, the Web 3.0 virtual world stuff, or they've got something really cool. I think we need to sort of watch this, watch this space and see what uh, MetaPlace is doing. Mm, that's cool. So it's, it's kind of like exciting. in competition to Second Life, but more flexible analysis you do. You know, different companies could set up their own virtual worlds. Is that right? Yeah, and more accessible, in fact. Right. I mean, there's quite a few other companies that do um, virtual worlds, but maybe they these guys have solved the problem as far as scalability goes. Mm. Um, I mean, I know Second Life has got lots of... They launched maybe a bit too soon. Um, they don't really scale very well, and it's like mm. the more users they get, the more servers they get. It's kind of a linear, mm. linear problem. Uh, and if they try and raise the game and increase the graphics capability... I don't know if you've you know you looked at World of Warcraft side by side with with Second Life. They're just worlds apart as far right. as graphics performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe this brings the metaverse to everyone else. I'm actually reading the uh, the original book, the um, Snow Crash. Um, it's Neil book, Stevenson, yes. I think. Um, and that's the kind of the original Avatar virtual world book, really. Yeah, and it, it's quite. Uh, 
It's quite bizarre. a good prediction considering it's 10 years old. It's, it's, yeah, that's true. It's pretty much bang on. So, that's uh, true. It's quite amazing, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Um, but I did try and get an iPod touch while I was over uh-huh. in the US, but uh, yeah, the store I went to had just run out of them. I even tried the following day yeah. and they still were out of them. So they're really? selling like hotcakes. Because I've heard that it's, is it the same? Did they say it's the same as the iPhone or is it actually a different? I've heard the displays may be different, but then I've also yeah, heard that the. I think, in fact, the, the story seems displays. to be from Apple that um, the displays, uh, there were some faulty displays, so they thought the displays right. were different, um, but they allegedly have fixed all those now. So they're not different. And they're not different, and uh, it, is, it is thinner and smaller than the iPhone, mm-hmm. but obviously doesn't have all the phone functionality in there. In fact, crippled it just a little bit too much. I think they don't... You can, like, you can't do email on your yeah. iPod. You can only buy stuff from Starbucks. It. Yeah. So it's a bit disappointing in that respect, but I'm, I was still looking forward to having that, you know, nice... In the same way that I was really looking forward to having my PSP be able to play, you know, nice resolution movies on it. And I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to being able to do the same thing on the iPod because obviously it's not crippled in terms of being able to use a full screen resolution like the PSP. Yeah, I think they've uh, unlocked the PSP screen resolution thing by the way now. I, think on a, I heard on a firmware update it had been upgraded. So. Oh really? I might have to check but that I showed, out. I took my PSP out um, last weekend mm-hmm. and found the batteries are all dead. I don't know whether they've got some, you know, the memory in them had just basically died so I had to buy another battery. <laughs> uh, and it's because it's, I couldn't, you can't upgrade the firmware unless the battery's full. Right. So, uh, Okay, I'm going to have to Maybe dust mine off and <laughs> connect it up to the web and update it. And, uh, <laughs> if your battery's still alive, there we go. Yes. Um, well, I guess that kind of wraps up the news, though, doesn't it? So, uh, Indeed. We'll need to, if you have any news or views or we've been talking a load of rubbish, do drop us a line to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Indeed. And uh, as ever, me and I appreciate all of your feedback, good or bad, and we'll hopefully be co-located for the next one, and I'll have lots of uh, engaging stories to tell about my iPhone, or will it be a brick by then? Who knows? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> James tries to unlock his iPod and uh, uh, gets a new paperweight. Exactly. <laughs> the i the weight. Yes. The i weight. Yes. <laughs> have a good week, James. And you, Ian. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>